everybody, it's Chamber here. We got a fun show today. Uh, we were actually just on the Crypto Campfire podcast, a bunch you and I were, um, and we wanted to release the episode on our stream as well because uh, we thought it was a great show. The guys there were terrific, and we want to help promote their show as well. So uh, without further ado, here's our interview on Crypto Campfire. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Crypto Campfire podcast. This is The Professor. And Mitch. And today we're talking with Bunchu and Chamber from the Wrecked Podcast. But before we start talking to them, let's take a look at the crypto news from the CryptoGent. Thanks a lot, CryptoGent. So Mitch, what do you think about this week and our technical problems with our recording software? Oh my Lord. Our technical <laughs> problems have put me through the freaking roof, dude. I'm telling you what it's as if we don't have enough pressure and stress in life, you know, to go through stupid shit from applications that you pay for just puts me out of my mind. I, oh, yeah. I just, I, I can't fathom. How do you charge for something that you have not perfected yet? <laughs> I think it doesn't work. You have no. the time, you know, but it's all right. We're, we're, so we're on something new right now. This is our first episode recording with this software. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's going to go good. I feel like it's a good day, you know? Right. We got, some, we got some awesome guests on the show. It's going to be a good good episode. You know, if it turns out well, we'll we'll promote the software next next uh, episode. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm looking forward to this talk with these guys. Uh, you know, they're, I've listened to their podcast, and there's some pretty unique things on it, and some great ideas. So uh, I'm definitely interested in hearing more what they have to say. You know, yeah, this, this kind of snag one of their ideas up a little bit last time. Right, right. So I'm looking forward to their recommendation for that. And we'll get to that here shortly. But oh, yeah. uh but yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy week. Um I've you know just been working so much on my real life job, so to speak, that I haven't had much time for my crypto and I'm really uh having withdrawals here. So I what can't is wait real to... life anyway. I mean, oh my goodness. What's this other shit? Right. It's just, it, it, it's like the crypto is my real life and everything else just gets in the way. Fuck it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that being said, let's get to these guys, huh? Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. What's up? Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's good to have you on the show. So why don't you, let's start with you. Just because alphabetical order and, and all that. I mean, the Dewey Decimal <laughs> System, right? Dewey Decimal System is the spice of life. <laughs> Where, how did you get into crypto first off? And like, where did you come from? Did you come from a tech background or did you just kind of find your way into crypto by happenstance? Well, when a man and a woman love each other, they, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they create a bunchu. And a bunchu is a mix of a intellectual and a degenerate. And that's where I came from. So I always joke, I came, I hear this story all the time and I'm just one of many that got into crypto from a gambling perspective. So I first found Bitcoin uh, from a sports book that wanted me to deposit with Bitcoin. And I said, sure. And then basically uh, what would happen was I would either win a bet or I'd have some money on there and I'd cash it out into Bitcoin. And then I'd watch Bitcoin go up and I'd be like, huh, I should probably learn some more about this. And that's when I originally downloaded Coinbase. So this was 2017, February, March, 2017. And then, uh, once, yeah, once you go down the, the crypto rabbit hole and know what it's all about, you're like, okay, I, I can see myself here for the long haul. And, uh, I've been obsessed ever since. And then, um, one day magically came across crypto chamber and the podcast was born and the rest is pretty much history. Nice. Nice. <laughs> history day by day then, right? That's right. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. So, Chamber, what about you? Well, um, I guess it would have been like, I think it was back in 2008 during the, um, you know, during the, the recession when everything was just, you know, going chaotic. I was hanging up a picture in my washroom and I slipped and I hit my head and I had this image kind of come into my head of a decentralized ledger. So I started jotting some ideas down and, you know, next thing you know, I, Oh, sorry. Uh, never mind. Uh, scratch that. Uh, uh, I said too much. Uh, no, actually, I got in. <laughs> I got in, unfortunately. Um, I was basically trying to combine uh, Satoshi Nakamoto and uh, Doc Brown into one legendary story, but uh, I don't know if that actually worked or not. Uh, <laughs> I got in in, unfortunately, the end of 2017, right? Yeah, I guess. About the same for me. Uh, 
about the same yeah, time. That- I got in an 18, so yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? It's probably better getting 18 than it was at the end of 17. I would agree. Yeah, that's that's uh, not wrong. Um, <laughs> no, it's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I had a coworker approach me um, about Bitcoin and how he had started investing in, you know, early, like in, in September, you know, end of August, beginning of September of, of 2017. And he was just making money hand over fist. And he had this, you know, he had this great, this great connection for this thing called BitConnect. And it was just a money making <laughs> bonanza. Um, and uh, so the only thing I, I can think of right now, sorry, is the, the BitConnect EDM remix. It <laughs> was made by Dylan Locke. Have you seen that? Uh, I have seen that. Oh Unfortunately, it haunts my nightmares. It's, it's like, I'm just, like, all I can see right now is Carlos Matos rocketing into the sky. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so I did, um, I did get introduced to crypto, uh, and Bitcoin kind of via some shady, uh, some shady ventures. And, um, you know, I, I didn't participate too much in those, but I did buy a lot of shit coins. Um, uh, no, never, okay. never bought BitConnect. <laughs> I did, I did participate in a, in a shittier one, a shittier BitConnect. Initiative um, Q? No, no, that's the, are you telling me? That's the new standard. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, <laughs> XRP. Yeah, the, yeah, watch out XRP. Here comes, here comes Initiative <laughs> Q. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I just got wrecked like everybody else. Um, met Bunshu. We made a, a baby, uh, into a podcast and called it wrecked based on our, uh, our lives at that point. Nice. Like it was destined to happen, right? Well, pretty much. Uh, it, if, you know, I always joke about like when people tweet things, like if you're not paying attention, you might miss it. Right. So Chamber put out one tweet one day randomly about how he wanted to start a podcast called wrecked podcast or, and call it wrecked and have it be about people's, you know, wrecked stories and all that. And, I immediately like responded to him. I'm like, let's do this. We had never talked really before. Just, in, just I, really, I like, ever, yeah. maybe like seen each other in other people's comments and stuff and things like that. But, uh, I immediately messaged him and literally I would say within three days, we had our first episode out. Yep. Absolutely. I think it was, it was exactly three days and you're a hundred percent right. It was, I think you had responded to the tweet within like, 30 minutes. <laughs> like it was within the 30 minute window of me tweeting something. And we, we laugh about it all the time. Like we're, it, it's pretty crazy how like step for step we are when we're doing the podcast. It's like we've known each other for like, you know, since we were, you know, in, in the third grade. Uh, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. That's always kind of baffled me how quickly we got into step with each other as far as just kind of feeding off each other back and forth. Like our sense of humor is our, exactly the same and we we just know exactly how to set each other up properly for some funny bits and it's a good time so so wait just to just to be clear you guys actually met on twitter that's where your first interaction with each other was because i oh yeah we've, we've never met in real life yeah. yes correct. oh my god that's cool yeah, that sounds familiar <laughs> we actually live in different countries chamber is canadian yeah. and i live in pennsylvania in the united states and uh so we do the whole podcast remotely never have met in person um one day uh <laughs> one day yeah god you, you guys sound like the professor and i we both live in different countries. He's in he's in Montana and I'm in Michigan. You know, he might as well be in Canada. And, you know, so it's like and we met almost the exact same way, you know, on a project. But we've we've never we've never met face to face. And the same as you two, we just click. It's it's crazy how it works, isn't it? Yeah. And if, like I said, if it wasn't for me seeing that tweet at that one time, like if I wasn't on Twitter an hour or so later, it could have been gone. And, you know, it just, wow. uh, it's very serendipitous. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it just goes to show nothing in life happens by happenstance. That's, That's right. It really doesn't. Destiny is so powerful. And I think it, 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 plays an effect in so many of our lives and it just so many people are blind to it i think is what the to think is. that rec podcast is destiny is a very <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it is dude it is if you think about it it really is you know your success your your whole crypto venture you know together really is is just a solidification of 
that coming together out of happenstance. I mean, out of chance. You know, what are the chances of two guys that just totally click together, freaking meeting and yeah. not never meeting face to face, and then just starting a podcast and being amazing at it? <laughs> right. I think we're if we ever met in real life, I think we're basically like Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger and twins. Uh, <laughs> we both look like Danny DeVito. Yeah, yeah, except you're just a tall Danny DeVito. Tall Danny DeVito. You're, you're a six foot four Danny yeah. DeVito and exactly. I'm like and I'm actually Danny DeVito's size. <laughs> nice. It sounds like you guys need to come down to St. Louis on August seventeenth for the for the Oh meet. my god, that would be sick. Oh, you guys are doing a meetup? Yeah, there's a there's a Bitcoin bin meetup in St. Louis. And uh, so that Mitch and I will be meeting for the first time. Y'all should come down. That's cool. That's fun. Wait, uh, you haven't heard Chip. of that? You must not get we out of Twitter much. Jeez, what's going we on? We don't. We don't get out of Twitter at all. Paper <laughs> so spends most of his life on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the allure of, uh, you know, people not meeting me. Uh, I'm not a very personable person. Uh, I don't, I don't act well in public. So it's best for me not to, uh, you know, interact with in. humans. Oh, yeah. For us when the camera's rolling. So, you know, <laughs> it kind of goes both ways. There's a give and take involved in this, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of funny, like Chamber, Chamber says all the time, he's like, I don't have many friends, I don't really get out much, but you wouldn't, you, I would be hard pressed to find somebody who liked the spotlight less. I, <laughs> or like, <laughs> like the spotlight, sorry, like the spotlight more than Chamber does. It's true, <laughs> I do love a good spotlight. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. I don't know, it is weird, it is weird. The way it reflects off your head fits you. Wow. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Oh Especially my god! Uh, it's shiny. It is shiny today. You guys are. You guys are awesome. You know, I mean, this you falls right awesome. into to why I was gonna. I was gonna ask you why you feel like your wife needs to believe that you're Bruce Willis from Unbreakable, but it's <laughs> just kind of straight up answered that question for me. So that's uh, amazing. Well, I mean, it's not just physically and visually. Uh, it's also the fact that uh, I may be Unbreakable. Uh, I said, you know. <laughs> If, if, if you, if you're familiar with the movie, he starts taking that inventory of his life where like, yeah, like I've, I've survived some pretty big things. I've been to a ton of car accidents. I've been, you know, I used to play uh, a lot of sports and never really got seriously hurt. I said, I, I actually think, and the, where she gets upset is where I'm genuine with like, I, I think I might be unbreakable. <laughs> and it just, uh, it upsets her to no end. <laughs> I think I might be God. Yeah. <laughs> It's basically that. So, That's is so it really awesome. thinking anymore, or is it just certainty at this point? Well, I mean, he I'm, started his own church, so. Well, so, yeah, there we go. It's like 90% there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so man. what are your guys' thoughts on how the next tax season will be for crypto enthusiasts? Oof. <laughs> be rough. Uh, I tweeted, uh, I had a couple tweets yesterday morning about this because I just kept seeing article after article about uh about the increased tax uh i don't pressures i guess we're going to be facing next year and how the irs is sending out uh letters to as warning to potential crypto holders and how you guys saw the irs powerpoint that that awful awful slide deck they had no you guys see that no oh my gosh so apparently, I'll find it for you guys and tag it. Um, cool. But there's a uh, uh, there was a slide deck that got leaked about the IRS and like crypto and what they plan to do. And on one of the slide decks, it basically talked about how they're going to uh, try to get these huge tech companies like Microsoft and Google and all this uh, to give. Any give the IRS any information on downloaded apps that have to do with crypto, whether that be your wallet or Coinbase or anything like that, so that they can have, you know, people, they can identify people that are using crypto and then from that potentially identify, uh, you know, large crypto holders that aren't paying taxes on it and essentially throw the ban hammer on us. And so... (laughs) I don't know. It's going to be tough. Chamber doesn't have to worry because he's in Canada. Uh, <laughs> and I don't pay taxes. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my thing on that, though. Okay, so you guys are familiar with currency, obviously, like worldwide currencies, right? 
if you exchange sure. the Canadian dollar for the American dollar, do you pay a tax on that exchange? I don't believe so. I think you pay a fee at the bank, but that's about it. Right. And the reason being is because it's a currency transaction from one currency to another. Right? right. So when you're trading fiat for Bitcoin, are you not just trading the value of one to the other? You're just trading a dollar for a Bitcoin or a part of a Bitcoin. So and I, yeah, how can I that transaction be taxable at that point when it's just Because they converting. recognize an asset instead of a currency at this point. Yeah. Exactly. I think it's, I think it's recognized at a bu- as, as a bunch of different stuff, depending on, on what, uh, agencies looking at it. But sure. Yeah. But so like that being said, okay, so here's the deal. We pay taxes this coming year, right? We pay all these taxes based on it being an asset. And then in another six months, it's actually deemed to be a true currency, which we all know as crypto enthusiasts that it is indeed a currency because we use it to buy shit, right? You can't use mm-hmm. a stock and you can't use a, um, uh, an un, what is that called? A speculative instrument to purchase stuff. Mm-hmm. Really, you can't. It's you a fair can't. point. That's a fair so, point here. So because you can use cryptocurrency to make a purchase, I think the only tax we should be liable for is the tax of that purchase transaction. The tax due to the American government or whatever government you're in for that transaction tax, just like a sales tax when you buy something with the American dollar. Because when you're transferring a dollar for, a, for parts of a Bitcoin, that's all you're doing. Amen. So Give this guy is standing ovation. So, but seriously, so <laughs> exactly right, my right. thing is, it's like if we if we pay taxes now, based on it being a speculative instrument, and in six months or a year from that point of us paying taxes, are they going to give us a fucking credit when it's when they actually deem that? Yeah, this is this is a freaking currency. No. So my my stance is: Do we really want to? Do we really want to fold to something that's not a hundred percent? They're not a hundred percent right. They don't even know really a hundred percent of what they're what it is they're looking at. So how can they cast a judgment on something that they're not a hundred percent certain of? That's a good good point. Uh, so, I think sorry, one of the I, other- I, I'm passionate about that. It frustrates the hell <laughs> no, out of me. So I think one of the most the most uh, problematic other things that is a real problem for, you know, traders and, and I would say some, if, if somebody like, tra- uh, chamber existed in the U.S., which I'm sure there are many of them, is the like kind exchange for, uh, you know, altcoin trading, right? So basically the way the IRS sees it right now is that every trade you make alt to Bitcoin or otherwise is a taxable event also. Sure. Which, so, and so like kind doesn't even count, right? So uh, I think there needs to be new guidance on that too. Otherwise, you're going to end up with, I mean, you would end up with thousands and thousands and thousands of pages of transactions. Oh yeah, it's absolutely nuts. When I was first looking into how I was going to do my crypto taxes this last year and started realizing that they were classifying it as a capital gains tax and I was going to have to uh, literally attach several pages of transactions, it was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? This is how we're handling this? Like, It just reminds you how slow government really is to catch up with things and actually get stuff in the works to match what's going on in the world. Oh, but like, what choice do you have? Right. <laughs> what Don't choice pay, do you have? Pay the freaking yeah. penalty after they in five yeah. years or three years 100%. when it when it actually uh, comes down because that penalty. That's financial advice. It, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, think about it. Penalties. The penalty is going to be based on a percentage. It's not going to be anywhere near a capital gains tax percentage. <laughs> This guy's, I, I think this guy's making a lot of sense right now. <laughs> Chamber, please visit me in prison. <laughs> I will. Right. Because <laughs> we're all going to jail. No, hell with yeah. it. Like, um, the IRS is knocking at my door right now. I hear them outside. Right. I, I mean, the IRS, I'm not worth coming after. Like, there's not, there's not enough. And, you know, you know here's. Like, they'd pay more money trying to get my taxes out of me than it would be worth. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So here's, here's my last, my last glitch or my last segment of that statement is that if we indeed have to pay a tax, right? And the government says, you know, you got to pay taxes on this, blah, blah, blah. So, okay. What, what ever happened to your money's taxed when you, when you earn it, right? Your money's taxed. So then you buy Mm -hmm. crypto with it. 
and you don't choose to cash that crypto out. It stays in that investment. So where is your gain until you actually pull it out? If indeed it's not a currency and if indeed you can't spend it like currency, why should you be taxed prior to a withdrawal of that money? I would second that. I mean, aren't you only really supposed to be taxed on it after you sell it anyway? Right. After you realize the gain, right? You don't realize the gain when it's still in the market. Correct. But don't you, is that, okay, wait, this might be, this might be bad. (laughs) Oh, wait, 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 wait. I just want to put this out there to everybody. This is a total shit house conversation. There's no legal ramifications or reality to whatever we're talking about. It's just a bunch of guys shooting a shit. So take it for what it is. Yeah. Pay your taxes. You don't want to, but we didn't. IRS, please turn your radios down while I ask this (laughs) non-informed question. You have to sit out. Wait, so isn't that how it is now though? Like, don't I only have to pay after I sell it? And if I sell it before a year, it's short-term capital gains. If I sell it after a year, it's long-term. Right. No? Yes. Unless you, but, but I, it counts if you trade it for another crypto though. That's, that's the, oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. If you right, trade, yes. you go back to between Bitcoin right. and Ethereum and still counts as, as even though you're still not realizing a gain until you withdraw that money. So, so then sure. for every loss that you incur, do you get then credit for that loss? Yes. Yeah, you do. You, 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 you can't. Well, they're going to owe me a fortune. <laughs> you gotta you gotta work through the tears though first that's the hard part i know right <laughs> i did just see something in a, one of the articles i was reading yesterday that there is like a petition out or something for them to uh or no there's a bill out i think to change the like kind uh like the the like kind part of that tax law, right? So it essentially would make crypto to crypto a like kind. Right. And I think it's like a bill that's out now. Um, so that would be nice, but we'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. There's a lot of uh, hoops to get through to get those things back. You really brought in the tip top crew here to talk about taxing. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. Uh, hey, if I, if I could, uh, I mean, we had, we had a tax person on our show and he was very, uh, extremely knowledgeable and he's mm-hmm. helped me out a bunch since then with other questions like when me and Chamber had, uh, you know, stuff that we were working on, um, with our little, Rect Media LLC, uh, Jordan from Taxing Cryptocurrency. So shout out to him. He was awesome. Yeah, that guy's a straight up genius. If you want some real answers, that's yeah. what you got to ask. Oh, His cool. Twitter is at Taxing Crypto. Awesome. We'll put a link to that in the description. Yeah, check him out. He's a good dude and he knows his shit. That's good to know. I mean, there's there's so few people that really have a clue what's going on for taxes with crypto right now. It's not even funny. Dude, they're going to make tons of money because people people, are going to make crazy money because you're going to have so many people that are already in crypto that already had a bunch of money and already pay somebody to do their taxes. And they're going to have tons and tons and tons of stuff. It's going to be a crazy bank. These guys are going to make all sorts of money off of these rich guys that are in crypto that, that have no idea how to pay their taxes. So, right. So what I didn't, what I didn't realize last, last year is that if you do realize a loss, you need to have your loss realized like, and crypto sold by December 31st in right. order to claim the loss on your taxes, which I did not realize at the time. Um, so you do it. Yeah, so you do actually have to sell it all before December 31st. And apparently you can only realize, I think uh, this is what he was telling us, um, $3,000 a year you can realize as losses uh, and write-offs. But then, yeah, right. But but there's no limit on the upside. Of oh, course of course not. not. Never, never. Whatever. You know what? I, I'm moving. I'm out of here. <laughs> I said to my fiance, I said to my fiance yesterday, we're moving to Canada. Next, we're buying the house next to Chamber. <laughs> right? I got a, I got a couple houses on my uh, crescent that that are up for sale. Well, I'll put in a good word for you. I could literally walk across the border. It's not a big deal. <laughs> oh, really? You you must be close to me because I'm pretty close to the Michigan border. I'm in. I'm real close to Detroit. Okay. Yeah. I'm 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 probably only a couple hours from you. Oh. Okay. Cool. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So, Chamber, how does it make you feel when your wife rips uh, your eyebrows out? 
after feeding you a PMS pie. Oh man, you guys, I love, I love your, your research here. Um, there are few things in this world that give my wife pleasure, uh, more so than finding a rogue eyebrow hair. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> That's almost as bad as a rogue nose hair. Fuck, stop, uh, please. Well, I keep, I keep my nose hair. I keep my nose hair game pretty tight. So. Um, but occasionally she will see a, a rogue eyebrow hair and the look on her face. <laughs> it's excitement. It's like pure. It is right? excitement. I, oh, I can see her face. I've never seen your wife. Oh, I know what she looks like. <laughs> it's like a fat kid finding a crumb after the cake's gone. Yes, yeah. It's, it's, it's like, you know, when a cat, I don't know if you guys have cats, but you know when a oh, cat's do. about to pounce and their eyes just turn black? Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what it looks like. like it's like a. Like a great white shark about to eat a seal. Oh, God. Don't try to stop it or it gets worse. You, you, you try to stop it and just come out and then you've got a full, uh, freshly manscaped yeah. set of eyebrows and stuff. Absolutely. I mean, my, my, yeah, she keeps me looking as good as it's getting. Put it that way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you, yeah, you, you also referenced, uh, you also referenced PMS pie. Yeah. Uh, and for the record, that is also, uh, uh, quite good when she's, uh, you know, when she's not feeling well. It's this, um, what, how do I explain it? It's like a Nutella cheesecake with like a caramel sauce on the top. It's, oh my God. Stop. It's, stop. It's, it's pretty good. Uh, it almost <laughs> sounds like the better than sex cake. Yeah. It's a, she calls it PMS pie and it's like, okay, I got to stuff. I'm going to get some good pie out of it. So I got to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> wait, wait, we're talking about the pie that you eat, right? Well, wait, no, I can't uh, even say that. Oh, you never know. You never know. <laughs> Oh Lord. A so moving on from that one. <laughs> that opened up a door. That's uh, funny. My wife's gonna love this episode too. She's oh she there. is. Like, oh we're gonna talk yeah, we talked about how you love plucking my eyebrows. Ah, this, is, this is the best this is the best podcast I've ever heard. That's great. Uh, my fiance is the uh the pimple popper. Oh. Yeah, my wife does that to you. My daughter, that's my daughter. Oh my god, you got a black hat. About that or she does about the eyebrow hairs, man. Her. Eyes, they just turn, they change, and smile. Get that little like, yeah, it's you don't want to see it. Bad things that happen afterwards. I scream like a little bitch. It's okay. (laughs) Don't we all? Don't we all? So, uh, so bunchy, you just moved to Pennsylvania, huh? I did. I was living in upstate New York for a while and uh, moved for a new job. So I am literally basically in Scranton. So uh, I was actually just watching The Office in Scranton. So that's pretty, that's pretty meta. That's <laughs> <is> pretty meta. <laughs> you know, so if you, you know, if you ever need any beats or paper, I'm your guy. Um, and, but I like Pennsylvania. It's uh, mountainous and, it's easy. It's cheap to live in. So wait, wait, that's wait. all. So you said beats, like like music. Yeah, beats. Okay, so so I gotta know real quick. You say beats. Can you can you do the Dunder Mifflin, uh, the p- paper person? If anybody can, oh. it's gonna be a bunch of Dunder Dunder Mifflin, the pe- the people person's paper yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Chamber knows paper people. Yeah. <laughs> Chamber knows me too well. It's like I'm a I'm a walking quote machine for things like this. Uh uh The Office, Always Sunny, anything like that, that I could just quote for days. Can you uh do you know the um <laughs> do you know the name of the fun run, the full name? Oh my god, no. <laughs> that would be too much. I I don't know. The you mean the Meredith one? Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> the run for the cures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's about, it's about it. 25 words long. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty it's, epic. Oh man. It's like, let me see if it, it's like the Dun- Michael Scott's Dunder Mifflin Scranton Meredith Palmer Memorial. I don't know the rest. Oh, that's something pro-am, something pro-am. Absolutely. Fun run race for the cure. I'm missing something in there. It's so close to that. I'm going to, I'm going to pull it up on my end here. Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. It's, uh, do we have an official? Got it coming. It's is- uh, Michael Scott's Dunder Mifflin Scranton Meredith Palmer Memorial Celebrity Rabies Awareness Pro Am Fun Run Race for the Cure. <laughs> so I missed, I missed the Celebrity Rabies. Uh, That's right. Celebrity Rabies Awareness. That's an important. How the hell part. would you acronym that? Oh my God. MSTM. Oh well, my God. It'd be impossible. <laughs> Lots of, too many M's. The Alphabet Race. <laughs> 
<laughs> Holy cow. Uh, I can't believe I got that close. That was You're pretty cool. way closer than I thought it was going to be. I mean, how does anybody remember celebrity or rabies awareness? <laughs> That's probably the funniest part of it. Jeez. <laughs> uh, the people, person's paper people, baby. Exactly. That's hilarious. So ever. did you ever find out, Bunchu, if you can get a DUI on a horse in Pennsylvania? <laughs> <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Technically, it's not a motorized vehicle, but it's a mode of transportation, right? You actually can get a DUI on a horse. Uh, I think in most states. Um I, so definitely Pennsylvania. And you know what you can get a DUI on? Also, uh, those, those motorized scooters that are popping up in all of those and every city that, in America. Motorized scooters. You know, yeah. The, the lime scooters and the bird scooters. You ever heard of these? Mm-hmm. No. So essentially what it is, it's like you'll go to where was I last when I saw them? Like Columbus, Ohio. And they're just, the streets are just littered with scooters and you can just download the app you stop you connect and you just like scan your card and all of a sudden you're off to the races on these scooters and like the bikes that you rent yeah exactly and except they're scooters and so um they make you look like a fool but they're fun as hell and you can definitely get a dui on them jesus (laughs) like you're gonna kill somebody other than yourself and I, I think you can definitely, and I'm, I'm almost positive that you can get a DUI on a horse in Pennsylvania, uh, because there's so many Amish around here. So, like, there's way, there's a lot of horses around. So, um, I like pass Amish people on horse and buggies on my way to work. And so, um, I think you can definitely, uh, get one. Nice, nice. But and don't try it or, or do and let us know, but I'm kind of interested. Hashtag horse DUI. Down. Hashtag horse DUI. <laughs> Hashtag DUI. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> the thing with Pennsylvania is uh I feel like it longs to be another state because I was driving through Pennsylvania and just in a three hour drive I passed Dallas, Pennsylvania. I passed Jersey Shore, Pennsylvania, oh, Indiana, nice. Pennsylvania. And, and I'm just like, man, they really want to be somebody else. But like, <laughs> trying hard. But like Indiana would be the last place I would also want to be. Yeah, or like, you know, if I were Pennsylvania, I wouldn't want to be Indiana. <laughs> it's funny you say that. I was literally just reading an article today about um, Gary, Indiana being one of oh, the yeah. worst places in the world. Like or or in the U.S. or something like that. It was just like, oh. I've driven through Gary, Indiana many times because we used to live in like Chicago and we would drive home to visit family. Used to be like this hustling, bustling steel capital of the United States. And now it is just a rundown, decrepit shithole. (laughs) So I don't know anything about Gary, Indiana. But when I when I hear Gary, Indiana, all I can think of is that song, the old country song by Neil McCoy, The Shake. Remember that song? (laughs) Yeah. 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 A little bit of Gary, Indiana action in that song. I think, isn't that where, um, like the Jacksons are from too? Like Michael Jackson and the Jackson five. I have no They're idea. They're from Gary, Indiana. I'm pretty old. sure they are. I, I, wow. I'm 80% sure. Uh, it's a, that's what we call a chamber fact when I'm chamber <laughs> facts. <laughs> the Jacksons might be from Gary, Indiana. More than likely from G- Gary, Indiana. We'll, we'll have to fact check, check back that for confirmation the later. <laughs> I'm going to look that up right now. <laughs> Oh man, that's great. But, yeah, no. So, uh, Gary, Indiana. Who'd have thought? Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. We have a fact here. I just said, I just said, are the Jacksons from? And it auto-populated Muncie, Indiana. Oh, Muncie. Uh, Muncie, yes, right. Gary, same shit. Are they? Is it? That's the question. But, I think, but aren't they? I, think, I don't know anything about Indiana. I've never been there, but I'm sure that Muncie is the same thing as. Gary. Oh wait, no, hold on, hold One on. <laughs> the Jackson Five were an American popular mu- music group from Gary, Indiana. Oh, <laughs> redemption! <laughs> wow, that's a chamber fact, folks. That's a chamber fact. Eighty percent true, but a hundred percent true. <laughs> yeah, I can say things with 100% uh, certainty uh, with 80% accuracy. You know what I'm saying? Perfect. Yeah, I think we've just uh, uncovered a new segment for the show, Chamber I, Facts. I there like nice. There we go. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, speaking of uh, the podcast and the show, you guys were on the Cigars and Crypto podcast recently. 
Yes. That was a by them as well last week. And that was, we had a really good time. I was just kind of curious what you thought about that experience. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of Noir. Uh, I think he's got the best voice in, uh, oh, in crypto he? podcasting. Sure, I mean, it's not even close. Um, when you got, you know, a shrill voice like mine, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's nice to hear a docile, you know, soothing tone of voice, uh, like Noir has. So, and he's really, he's really smart too. I was actually pretty impressed with his level of, uh, like cigar aficionado. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I, I literally had this cigar sitting here and I was like, Oh, I'm going to ask him a question about it. He knew everything about it. I was like, Holy shit. <laughs> I honestly, yeah, I thought cigar and cryptos was like kind of a cute name. Like, and he was trying to fill a niche, but hundred percent. The guy is like straight. The up, guy is yeah. a cigar master. Absolutely. He's a, he's crazy, man. He's awesome. Good. Dude. I didn't even try to start talking cigars with him because, well, I haven't had a cigar in probably a year, but when I did smoke cigars, my choice was like backwoods. So, you know, I don't think gas station cigars are probably on his radar too. Well, Chamber made sure to talk Philly blunts with him Absolutely. as a real connoisseur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely brought up backwoods, Phillies. It's, uh, yeah, that's, that's my, uh, that's my cigar level. Uh, Bunch who had some, had some real, you know, premium cigars he was talking about. But. Yeah, but I don't, I mean, I don't know anything about them. Uh, I actually taught my fiance yesterday what the term retro hailing was that I learned from him last week. Chamber, do you remember? Yeah, it's like, like a 35% inhale or something like that. Is that, does that sound all right? <laughs> yes, but then you, well, it's because you, you exhale it through your nose. So you right. inhale through the mouth and then you exhale through your nose. And that's how he's able to taste all of the different tobacco. That's how you know where it's from, all that kind of stuff, which is pretty interesting. You know, all that fancy tasting stuff is always, I, I'm just not refined enough, I guess, because, you know, I, I like my whiskeys and I'm picky about my whiskey, but when somebody sits there and talks about all the different notes that they can taste and all that stuff with wines and cheeses, and like I, I, I can't. Is is there anything that you consume that you're like that about? Yes, like, for me, it, for me, it's beer. Yeah, yeah, it, I would say that. I guess. I mean, I still don't sit there like, and I still don't sit there and like taste it and be like, oh my god, I taste this lovely thing and that thing I don't like. But you know, I just I'm I'm really picky about the type of beer I drink. I like right. good dark beer. And I don't like this hipster IPA shit these days. <laughs> I actually recently, I'm not a big beer guy. I just found out that IPA stood for India Pale Ale. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've heard of IPAs. And what I've did you of, think it t- stood for? I, I, I don't think I ever thought of it much. I've, I've heard of both and I've never actually associated the two. And I'm like, oh, that makes a lot more sense now. And I'm not a big fan of them. I uh, could tell you, I could tell you why it's called that. Uh, it's from India. I, I is my no, guess. Well, kind of, sort of. So when they used to bring barrels of beer over from India, mm-hmm. uh, what they would do to keep it preserved was they would add way more hops because they thought the hops stood as a preservative. Gotcha. So and that's, that's why how the name strong. India. Yes, that's yeah. why it's hoppy. Yes. Yeah, it's a little too much for my uh, for my little taste buds. That's my certified beer expert coming out there. <laughs> That's right. Learn something every day. Learn something yeah. every day. I was gonna say the, the the one thing I'm picky about that I'm like you know I'll I'll throw shade on subpar brands is uh, I don't know if it's all Canadians but definitely maple syrup. Like if it's a shitty maple syrup, get that <laughs> get that oh, off of my yeah. table. I want the good stuff. I don't want any you know fake ass maple syrup. I want right from the tree. Nothing about that statement surprises <laughs> I want a number two amber blend. You know what I you know what I'm really picky about? Tim Hortons. <laughs> I keep trying to convince I can tell you if this Tim Hortons was in Montreal, Quebec. <laughs> you true, guys man. are awesome. <laughs> it's true. Oh my uh, god! You have to try it. Everybody talks about it, and I've just never gone. Not to that great. It's not that great. No, not so, Chamber, have you ever have you ever tapped a tree? I wait, wait, wait. Tapped a tree. Wait, we don't use that term around here. Tap the tree. <laughs> Come on now. You find a knot hole and tap the tree, or what? You're killing me. No, I've I've absolutely tapped trees. I have a sugar bush right around the corner from me. <laughs> That's another. Wait, are we, we still talking about maple syrup? I thought we were talking about what are we doing? Syrup. <laughs> Turning into that late night podcast already, and we're only. No, I, I swear this is all above above board. This is uh, there's literally. But you ha- you actually have. 
Yeah, yeah, no, there's a sugar, like sugar bushes are like where they make maple syrup and there's literally one five minutes from my house. That's great. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I take my maple syrup seriously. <laughs> so, so let me ask you this. Where do you see yourselves in the adoption movement? Oh, what does that mean? <laughs> like, what, what do you see your guys stance as oh, far as like helping where? to spread the adoption of cryptocurrencies? What, what do you guys do other than like, say your podcast? Uh, I well, I think I think doing the podcast is part of that, right? I so think, it's really not I, something I think, that you've given any forethought to, or are you just? I, I think I, you know. I think we <laughs> I think we do it in a way. I think our goal is to talk crypto in a way that is easy to digest and fun, right? Yes, like, right. yes, yes. This I could agree. be it, like there's so many people out there that are far smarter about crypto and blockchain than we are but that and doesn't necessarily mean they're any better so yeah okay correct but, <laughs> a different, but we, a different niche, you know I would say. you could be really stuffy about this stuff you know like it's it's an easy thing to get bogged down in it is tech it is a complicated thing it's tech it's money it's finance it's complicated yeah. so i think if we can uh you know if we could spread some fun and ease into the whole process while giving, I think having great guests on that know their stuff. Uh, like we've, we've been really lucky to get some, some good guests that are very smart and far smarter than we are. And so, you know, we take those people, we tap them for their knowledge, like the trees and then we, <laughs> and then we have fun with them and get the, to know them a little that, you know, maybe they don't show normally. And I think that's kind of our big goal for the podcast. And then, you know, I try to personally, all my friends are fucking tired of me talking about Bitcoin, but they know me as like the crypto guy. Like I'm in my, my friends group, they know me as the crypto guy. Same so, here. you know, so if I can help them in any way uh, or answer questions or get them involved and, you know, little by little stuff like that, but that helps too, I think. Fair That's enough. A good point. I, I was gonna say, like, I got one person involved in crypto, and that was a effing nightmare. Uh, that was bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm never, I'm never talking to anybody about this again. I think bunch who hit it on the head. Uh, like when I first started getting into crypto, I listened to a ton of podcasts, and I mean, shows like, um, you know, Crypto 101 uh, was a show that I used to listen to early on. You know, very. Hot, I wouldn't say high level, but good, you know, for people that are starting out in crypto or trying to get, get a, you know, get a foot in, uh, get an, an appreciation for what's happening. Uh, but then, you know, guys like Ledger in LedgerCast, uh, with Josh, these guys are very smart, you know, obviously talking about trading most of the time. Um, and, you know, we just thought, you know, there were some podcasts and there are some podcasts that maybe do something similar to what we do. I think personally, we do it a lot better. Um, but yeah, just <laughs> that ego. It is. It's huge. It's massive. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought there was there was room for improvement in that area, like the fun podcast that was crypto, you know, that was crypto related. But like I, I my, my 57 year old mom. Uh, listens to, I think, every single episode and she loves it. She has sorry, no clue what's happening. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. She has no clue what's happening. I had, uh, I had my sister-in-law here, uh, a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about it and she had messaged me. She's like, Hey, I listened to the last episode. Like, you guys are really funny. It was, it was entertaining. I'm a, there was parts where I didn't know what you guys were talking about, but I, you know, for the most part, 80% of it was very listenable for somebody that didn't even know anything about crypto. So. I think that's where the kind of the bridge to get people at least entertained. And then if they learn something and, and start to investigate, there's other podcasts that'll help them out with that. I always say we're like the Howard Stern of crypto podcasts. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> there you go. That's perfect. Somebody's got to yeah. do it, right? Right. We're and like we the Drew and Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, can we, can we talk about the shoes? Sure. Go for it. The shoes, Chamber. What was your opinion? We finally got the designs that the professor had done from us. These shoes are insane. I sh I showed a picture to my wife, and she's like, "I'm like, we're just getting." She's like, "She wants a pair." Oh my god, uh, really? That's oh awesome. my goodness, yeah, yeah. Like, no, they're fantastic. I mean, the the level of design, the look is is through the roof. So I was super impressed. Thanks, man. I'm glad you guys like them. 
Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to buy a couple pairs. We need to figure that out how to do it. And then we're going to give some away and then I'm going to wear some myself, obviously. And I, I might not even wear them. I might just like put them on a, a shelf in my office. I, I, I think they're t- almost too nice to wear. Like yeah. they're, they're, they're nice. They're, they're art. Hey, you know, they I never said art. you couldn't buy two pairs a piece. That's good. Well, no, and we probably will. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could always hang a pair from the mirror of your car. Right. No. <laughs> Actually, there's a, uh, there's a really nice electrical, uh, electrical post outside that I'll just throw a pair over. <laughs> there so you go. go. That, that's what you got to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, so thank you for designing those for us. We're going to, uh, we're going to definitely buy a couple pairs, give some away and, uh, figure out a way to, to spread the love there. Cause they're pretty darn cool. You, you originally did the design for, um, Yuki. Yeah, Is yeah. that right? Yep. Those I did awesome. do the, the artwork on it, like the actual drawing of their faces. Uh, Money Alada did that. Um, but the actual, the whole shoe design itself, I put that together, but just that cartoon was, was drawn by Money. Did you guys have him on the show? We did. We did. He's, I, I really like what he was doing with the, I don't know if he's still doing it with the, um, like the movie billboards or the movie posters. If, if my life were a movie. That's terrific. I think John says something that they were going to do another run of them or something similar. That's that. awesome. Have you seen those bunch? No, I haven't. They're pretty cool. I'm waiting for the wrecked version. Uh, yeah, obviously. we're waiting for our version too, but you know, yeah. so far. <laughs> but he'll do, uh, like I've seen the John McAfee one and there's, there's a whole, like he'll do all the, all the celebrities and some sort of movie about their life kind of thing. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it was awesome. That's cool. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask you this bunch of you that if YouTube has taught us one thing, it's that weird shit happens when you're least expecting it and taxis are no exception. So. You want to tell us kind of what it's like to all of a sudden have to carry your Uber driver's eggs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a deep cut. Oh my God. That's so funny. <laughs> well done. I am, uh, that's, I was like, where's he going with this? <laughs> so that story, gosh, where we were on the way to go out. Like, and it was like the middle of the afternoon. It was, it was on a Saturday. And we were going to go out and do some, day drinking in Saratoga Springs and we get in the car. The car's a little cramped and my fiance and her friend are in the back seat and I'm going to get in the front seat. And the lady just hands me, she goes, Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't have an, I, I can't make enough room. Do you mind just holding these on your lap? And she hands me just a carton of 12 <laughs> eggs. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? So I, uh, I held the eggs. I offered my fiance an egg in this trying time as I want to do from always sunny in Philadelphia. And I had to hold my Uber driver's eggs and it was actually. And I got to tell you, a lot of pressure. I mean, if you've ever hold, held somebody else's eggs in a high speed <laughs> car, you're just like, okay, just don't break them. I know they're only $2 worth of eggs, but it would be a nightmare. If they broke all over me, I would feel bad. I'd probably have to pay the Uber cleaning fee. It would have been terrible, but I had to hold my Uber <laughs> day. So, uh, Rosie, you know, like, just juggle these for me, will (laughs) you? Dude, it was so weird. I couldn't believe I was holding eggs in an Uber driver, in an Uber, but... uh, Was there ever a conversation about the eggs, or did she just say, hey, hold this, and then you just guys started having a regular conversation? (laughs) How did this... So... I made a joke. I made the always sunny joke to my fiance because she, I knew she was thinking it. So that was about as much as I addressed the eggs. And then I was, then I said to her, like, why do you have these eggs? And she's like, well, I just ran to the store between pickups. I didn't have a lot of time. I'm like, you make your own schedule. You have time. Right. Why am I sitting with your eggs? Greed. So, yeah. But then we actually just had a really great conversation about everything else. Like she was really awesome except for the fact that I was holding eggs. And I'm like, this makes it weirder. <laughs> I don't That's understand. It and it was funny. <laughs> great deep cut tweet. Wow. I almost <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> so then what we have one, one last thing for you guys before we wrap. Um, it's kind of a two part as well. So the first part of it is what's your favorite sleeper token? And then the second part of it would be, do you have a, we're, we're kind of copying this from you guys to a degree, um, as far as your gem token suggestion to put into the portfolio. 
Um, you know, we're we're doing one of those every 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 episode now, and we're just gonna like say throw ten bucks at a token that somebody recommends and uh, see what happens. Index. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so I'll let Chamber take the first part of that, or actually. Chamber, which part do you want to take? Because you're the, you're the shitcoin connoisseur <laughs> here. So I'm, big, I'm slowly becoming a Bitcoin maximalist, though. <laughs> no! <laughs> um, Don't lie. You get back to your roots. All right, let's see here. So the uh, first part of the question is what... What's, a, what's one that we like, we like as, as a sleeper? I would say... I mean, I'll speak for myself. Um... What do I like? I like, I think we were talking about this before. I think if you're buying a token or a coin that's already had its, you know, quote unquote bull run and is kind of flattened out, a, a lot of people will tell you to go that route. I think, you know, Bunch and I both agree. I think it's, it's new, new tokens that have, that are coming out or that have just come out. Um, that's the way to go. Like we, we've had, we've had, we've talked about on the show, we've had good success with quant. I probably wouldn't recommend that one. Um, yeah, we've done a thousand X on quant. Yeah, that one was pretty good. <laughs> There's some new ones. I was looking at, um, uh, next exchange token. That's NEXT. That one's pretty new. That one might be good. I'm just kind of scrolling through my shit going list here. Um, CHX. That's, uh, that's own. That might be a good one. Um, I don't know. There's, it's, it's tough to say. I, I actually have a big position in, uh, LTO network. Um, uh, that's fared out okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Those, those are some, some ones that are, that I have. I, I, I don't, I don't know if they're going to be good know, or not. I have, you know, me. maybe counter you know trade me is, is maybe the best advice I could give. I hold <laughs> Bitcoin, I hold Ethereum, and then I only hold two other alts. And so one is, uh, our, our beloved Beeksy exchange token, which I think, uh, you know, if you look at how exchange tokens have done in the past, you know, it doesn't have to be the next Binance to do very well. Um, that's, actually sitting right around ICO price right now, which is nice. Uh, so that one. Um, and then the other one, I just love the project. I love what these guys are doing, which is Hero. Um, so that's kind of the... Uh, it's basically a gamified trading um, in in five-minute increments, which is just so much fun and addicting. And But I love what those guys are doing. And so I hold Beeksy, I hold Hero, and then I hold Bitcoin and Ethereum. And that's basically it, As, aside from what's in our wrecked index. Right, course. we got a lot in there too. Um, and shout out to uh, Godson. Um, you should probably pick up a bag of mainframe MFT. Uh, I mean, I've gotten wrecked on that one a couple of times, but it's pretty dirt cheap right now. <laughs> it's like 18 sats. Uh, we were talking about, I think, I think Godson was talking about bargain price at like 90 sats. So, um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of upside to that one. What about you guys? What are your favorites? Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, as far as my favorite token, there's, there's so many of them. I, I love, I'm a shit coin, uh, Guru. Uh, no, far from guru. Collector, uh, hoarder. Um, collector. Yeah, that's basically, I'm with you. I'm a collector. Yeah, you know, I, I'll grab like 20 of this one or 50 of that one or 200 of this one because I feel really super excited about it. And I just throw them away in a bag and see what happens. Uh, but right now, I really like some of the uh, microtransaction-focused tokens along with uh, privacy coins. So... Uh, bat is one of uh one of the big ones for me right now bat btt also um another microtransaction focused token um xmr i think is uh going to do really well this year i agree I, I agree with xmr yeah you know i, I think there's going to be a lot of really really massive explosions this year a lot of people aren't expecting it because there were already so many you know and i think there's this assumption that it's not going to happen again but, you know, I think it is. It's just going to be more isolated to a smaller amount of tokens that are actually doing something and being used. Uh, there's still going to be some of that hype-based explosions for sure. You know? Well, if you th- if you think about what it was like after Bitcoin hit 20k, and then you know, it was what, a shitstorm. It was crazy, and then you know, ICOs and all the shitcoins were just flying. 
imagine what happens. I mean, a lot of people are talking in the next Bitcoin bull run, you know, 60 to 100K is probably a realistic number. Yeah. Like what's going to happen when that happens? You know what I mean? What happens to the altcoins then? Like it'll just be, in, it'll be insanity. We're going to pay the IRS a shit ton of money. <laughs> the interesting thing will be to see if, you know, obviously if Bitcoin goes to 60 or 100K, the USD prices of these altcoins will follow suit just because it's a ratio, right? right, right. But what's going to happen to the Bitcoin price of these coins? Will you see all-time lows? Will you see them gain traction against Bitcoin? I think that's going to be interesting to watch. I think you'll see one once, you know, they hit if it hits 60 or 100K and the pullback happens to 30K or whatever it is, uh, like we just saw. 3K? Yeah, well, maybe not 3K, but maybe, maybe the pullback's 15K. You know what I mean? If it gets to, if it gets to a hundred thousand. I see that easily. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's 15K. It might even be 20 because some of these moves have been 20 and 30%. Right. So, I mean, who knows? I think you could see the BTC pairing on some of these alts be pretty lucrative, uh, depending on how big that pump is on BTC and how big the throwback is. Um, so I don't know. It's who knows? I just know that it was insane when it hit 20 and we've been floating around at, you know, we, we've touched, I think 14 this year yeah. and nothing, nothing's really happened. So, you know, no. imagine it, it, it's going to, it's going to need to be crazy uh, for, I think, alts to take off again, which I think it's going to happen. It's going to happen definitely after the fact, you know, there's going to be, like you say, it's, it's all about timing always, you know, so you're going to have that initial Bitcoin run and, it's going to go crazy. It's going to take off and it's going to spike out of nowhere. You know, it's going to, it's going to be like when it went to 20,000, right? It's going to go parabolic. And when that happens, the alts are going to tank and BTC value, even if their USD value is going up, you know, just because all that money, Bitcoin's flying, people are dumping their shit coins, buying into Bitcoin so they can catch that pump. And then, yeah, when it, when it turns back around, it's going to be monumental. Well, especially like you said, like uh, things like XMR, Ethereum, Especially those big ones are going to have some huge, huge numbers, I think. Exactly. Exactly. You know, we're, we're talking like Bitcoin's peak, but for some of these altcoins now. So so I, I, I agree as far as my tokens go, uh, as far as BAT being probably, BAT is probably my, other than Bitcoin, is probably the main one that I'm actually still in profit on during this entire Woo! slump. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with BAT as far as my favorite hold at this point. Um, however, as far as potential, I'm still a hardcore believer in Litecoin. Um, I think XMR is going to be, put it this way, if you walk into a buffet, right, and you look at the options on the buffet table, you might very well be looking at my fucking portfolio. Because <laughs> there is a wide array of options and, you know, varying amounts of all. So <laughs> I think uh, you roll the dice and you might be lucky to hit one. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, I, uh, you know, pretty well diversified. So I'm, I'm pretty confident that anybody in this market right now that holds crypto at any of the prices that we've seen, whether it be from 2017 or before or this year, whatever, I think we're all sitting on a quite substantial amount of money in the long run. So, you know, oh, yeah. to look at it short term isn't necessarily a fair uh, assessment of the potential that we see in front of us and the potential that we have sitting in our own portfolios, which a lot of us might think, eh, I don't have a whole lot in there. But you know what? You'll, you'll be, be surprised, I think. That would be hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. We'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, like I said, time will tell. But we're 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 early. We're early. This is uh, just the beginning. So absolutely, uh, we are very guys, early. It's been amazing having you on the show. We're definitely going to have to do this again. Yeah, for sure. That was fun. Yes, um, great go time. The oh my god, of your guys' tweets. <laughs> I can't wait to listen to this. Actually, I you know because I you almost you guys know right as soon as you get done with a podcast. You almost, when you release it, you have to listen to it again because you missed so much of it while you were doing it. Chamber <laughs> listens to our shows. Let's go back to Chamber's ego. Chamber <laughs> Wait, yeah, show. the spotlight. No, come on. Chamber <laughs> listens to our shows six times each, I think. Well, definitely at least three times. Uh, but that's really technical review. Come on. I, just, I mute out everybody's voice. Well, what I do is when I edit, 
I'll make obviously the, the, you know, the, the podcast edits, but then I edit out everybody else's voice uh, for a separate track. And I, I keep a, I keep a, a, a cache of those and it's just my, Oh voice. my God. And you uh, play that in your head at night. That's exactly. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Subliminal greatness. I love it. Subliminal greatness. <laughs> That's a good hashtag right there. there we go. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. Greatness. Oh my God. Okay, guys, this has been absolutely incredible. Seriously though, bunch you, you're in Pennsylvania, bro. You got no reason you can't go to St. Louis. Come on. The 17th That's of true. August, it's going to be historic. Check it out on Twitter. You know, I'm all over that shit. I know Bitcoin Ben's all over it. You know, the Litecoin family, a lot of people that follow me are all over this meetup. Um, this will be the first meetup that the professor and I actually get to go to and be a part, a, a unit of the podcast. Um, so I'm looking forward to actually meeting him face to face. And if you can swing it, bro. Oh my God, your energy. It sounds fun. <laughs> it sounds fun. Uh, you know, I'm always down for a party, so. <laughs> and it will definitely be a party. Matter of fact, I'll extend this invitation to you, sir. I, you're only two hours from me. I'm driving on Thursday and I'm going down to my friend Clint oh, my Westwood's chamber. place. Okay. Well, yeah, that would be Chambers. Sorry. Pennsylvania. You're five hours away. So let me rephrase that. You're five hours away. I've done a lot of work in Pennsylvania on the stadium there. So I know how far away you are. Um, but if you want to like meet me in, in Detroit area and ride together, I'm all about that shit too. So I'll extend that invitation to you. Uh, it's going to be a great time. And the more positive influencers we can get there, the better off it's going to be. And it's just, I promise, a fabulous time. It's going to be sick. There's a chance. There's a chance I'll actually be in Chicago that weekend. So if that's the case, it's right there. I would come. Yeah, that would be sick. You are do it, even if you just show up for for a day and say hi. So Yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome. So that being said, guys, have a great evening, man. Thanks again for coming on the show. This has been insanely fun. I haven't, this has got to be one of our most, fun podcast we've had some great podcasts but this one's been pretty fun that's flattering Uh, thank you very much we appreciate you having us likewise man it's it's been a good time both of you yes definitely thank you so much again for coming on the show guys no problem guys have a good one thank you all right peace man that was that was an amazing episode uh oh my god rough morning with some technical problems we had to reschedule and uh I'm so glad we did because that turned out to be an amazing episode. I had a lot of fun. Oh, my God, right? And actually, the technical issues we had forced us to find a solution, which I think we found. So I think that's so. even so better. And the funny part is, is this was suggested to us, and we were, uh, you know, we, we'd been kind of thinking about it, but there were some issues that we had seen that had right. been rectified in a recent release. And so it works now. So, hell yes, we are, yeah. we are running on some fresh software. And we're going to have a bunch more podcasts out for you here shortly. So, uh, right, yeah, man, right. You are, I'm excited. Okay. So I got to know, let's, let's kind of, we've already spilled the, uh, how do I want to say it? The announcement of the merch store, right? We've already we like we yep. let everybody know. So we're, we're talking sometime in August. Are we talking sometime in September? Nah, you know, early, early August, early to mid August at the latest. Okay. Cool. So we're, guys, we're keep your, really close. Keep your eye out for the merch store. Keep your eye out for our releases on that. That, that I think is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it because I want to buy some shit myself. I'm going to get some crypto campfire swag going. Like I'm oh sending stuff God. out and I hardly even have anything for myself. So it's about time. I know, right? Yeah. I got a hat and a t-shirt. I still got to, I'm going to bring your t-shirt to, uh, to, um, St. Louis. Sweet. The one that Sweet. I have from you. So nice. Uh, yeah. and guys, if you have any requests of anything you want in the merch store, that you want to be available, let us know in case we, uh, in case we don't have it on our radar yet. We'll, uh, we'll try and get that in there if you've got anything specific you're looking for. So heck yeah. Let oh, this know. is exciting, man. It's like we got the website coming. We've got St. Louis coming up. We have some really cool podcasts on the schedule. Oh yeah. We've got, yeah. we've got, uh, CIS, CIS. Coming up in October. Not to mention the Midwest adoption team um, meetups that we're going to have between August and October. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's great. We're having, we're having an amazing time. We love and talking to you guys. 
the community has been the backbone of this whole thing. That's what it's about is talking to you guys, getting your stories, figuring out how you got into crypto, what made you do what it is that you're doing, what inspires you. Like everybody's got a unique story and we want to hear all of them. So if you want to come on the show, like we always say, let us know, drop us a line on Twitter. Um, just say you want to come on the show. I don't care who you are, as long as you're going to come on here and, and be positive and talk about crypto or, or whatever you want to talk about. Let's just absolutely. I'm all down with that. Look forward to it actually. And uh, I think that's it for tonight. You guys, you know, thanks for, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast and we look forward to your feedback as always. And I can't wait for the next one. So on that note, you guys have yourselves a great evening. If you think about it, throw a, throw a tip log on the crypto campfire. If not, your positive comments help just the same. So have a great evening, guys. We'll talk to you soon.